Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling and combat sports podcast located right here in New York. It is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. And I'm your host and founder, Sean Hubbard. Today is June the 2nd. 2020 As you can tell by the tone of my voice This will be a very different Type episode of this podcast Before we get started I'd like to give a shout out to Hoskrea.com A big sponsor of the show And even more importantly than that a very uh, good friend of mine, Alex Crea, is the founder and president of that organization. Please make sure you reach out to them for all your web development and web platform needs. Um, that's H A A S C R E A dot com, Hoskrea dot com, because we love tech. Now, with that being said, once again. The tone of this is clearly different than any other episode that I've done in what is now going on almost two-year history of this show. I'd like to thank everyone for their support as I try and make this brand grow, and it has grown with, uh, with your help. So, I have listeners in all 50 states, uh, as well as some listeners abroad so thank you all god bless you and i appreciate you um obviously this is a professional wrestling and mixed martial arts show but sometimes you have to use your platform to allow yourself the opportunity to speak your peace to the masses now i don't claim to have millions of listeners, but I do know by my stats that I have listeners in all 50 states and wherever you are and however you may be listening, I know this is a different version of me than you probably ever heard before, but I must speak my truth. Um, It's very difficult to put into words the level of sadness slash disappointment slash upsetment anger that I'm feeling um, as it relates to what has been in my over three decades of life one of the most tumultuous, hard, uncomfortable, deadly years I've ever encountered in this being 2020. 2020, a year that when the calendar changed from 2019 to 2020, that had so much hope 
that had so much promise. As the calendar changed from December 31st, 2019 to January 1st, 2020, everyone from those who go to church with me, I am a Christian man, a black Christian man, proud of it. Those who went to church with me or go to church with me, those who I work with, those who I graduated school with last year, friends, family. There was so much hope and promise for this year. It, it just felt like a new year as in a new day. Uh, no pun intended for all my wrestling fans out there. Um, 2020. Perfect vision, perfect insight, perfect opportunity to right the wrongs that may have been left behind in 2019 and years gone by. And yes, we have gotten a lot of vision here in 2020, but it certainly has not been the picture that we wanted to see. We have clearly had 2020 vision as it relates to the deadliness, the scariness of coronavirus, COVID-19. I've had people that I have built friendships with who have been affected by this disease. I'm very happy to say that by the grace of the good Lord, I have not contracted COVID-19. I am healthy, thank God. But that's only by the grace of God that that's the case. Because this deadly enemy that we cannot see is all around us. And though the numbers are getting better, people are still dying every day. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that as someone who goes to the hospital, you have a family that wants to accompany that person to the hospital, but cannot go into the hospital, cannot visit that person. And the very next time that they see that person, It quite possibly might be the day that they acknowledge that they're no longer with us. It's one of the most hurtful things about this process. We watch and we wait to hear on the news the next devastating proclamation by our leaders to hear the next group of hundreds or thousands of people that have lost their lives 
And I can't speak for any of you listening, but I ask myself why. I ask myself how that things have gotten this bad. I don't think that any of us could have predicted how bad this would be. I don't think any of us could have predicted how horrible we'd feel. Sure, being quarantined is annoying or inconvenient, but that's only the tip of the iceberg of what I'm talking about. So what we're quarantined? I'm ac- I actually be I actually happen to be an essential worker that goes to work every day, but outside of work, I am home with my family. taking care of my family, taking care of my responsibilities. But the heartbreak that comes from losing someone so close to you is a heartbreak that is indescribable. A heartbreak that literally can put you on your knees to the point where you can't even feel like you can stand up. A nervousness and worry about those relatives that you love and care for that are still healthy. Constantly reminding them to put on their masks, constantly reminding them to take safety precautions that could save their lives because you know that if you lost that person, you probably would not be able to survive it. Because the heartbreak would be too great, too hurtful, too too devastating to want to wake up the next day. This is a professional wrestling and combat sports podcast, so allow me to make a wrestling analogy. We are in the match of our lives. Even as the numbers get better, I understand. Even as restrictions get taken away or laid back, I understand. But people are still dying every single day. And what we must do is when we walk the aisle of life into that wrestling ring of life and that bell rings we have to be prepared to fight we have to be prepared to know and educate ourselves on the enemy that stands before us even an enemy like coronavirus that we cannot see Speaking of being strong, I'm praying for the Black Lives Matter movement. I am an African-American black man. Now, we were just talking about enemies you can't see, like coronavirus. 
But what about the enemies that you can see? The enemies that are literally caught on camera killing people. Destroying the lives of those people's families. This is not new, ladies and gentlemen. The disrespect and the animalistic actions towards people of color have been taking place for hundreds, hundreds of years. When you are born with pigment in your skin, you are automatically considered a threat to those who do not understand you. For those of you who know me, I am a big, as in about 290 pounds, tall, as in about six two and a half. Dark brown skin man. My mother, my sister, my family, my friends literally fear for my life every time I walk out the door just because they know that how I look could put myself in danger just because of how I look when I walk the streets I am in danger I am in jeopardy because of how I look Because of my DNA, I am in jeopardy of losing my life. And it's only by the grace of God that I'm still here. And that my brothers and sisters are still here. And don't make any mistake about it. I'm not saying that all Caucasian people are bad. Because they're not. There are good and bad in every race. But let's be honest with ourselves. Being a person of color in this country puts you in a position to be seen as a threat. And it's the color of our skin that puts us in jeopardy of losing our lives. Not because we've committed any crime, not because we've caused any disturbance, but simply because of who we are. I did not choose to be black, but I am damn proud to be black. Those of us who are Black are proud to be black. Those who are Latino are proud to be Latino. 
Asians are proud to be Asians. Indian people are proud to be Indian people. Native Americans are proud to be Native Americans. Just like I'm sure, and I know, that Caucasians are proud to be Caucasians. How come we can't just all be proud to be who we are and get along and not see color, but just see human beings? Because I have news for you, ladies and gentlemen. I have news for you. No one, no one is born a racist. No one is born with hatred in their heart. No one is born to believe that that person that's sitting next to them that has a different shade of skin is worse or less of a human than they are. That is a taught behavior. That is a taught mentality. That is a taught perspective. And I pray that that goes away. Now I know that there's people out there who are listening right now, goes away. It's never going to go away. It didn't go away 400 years ago. It didn't go away with slavery. It didn't go away with the assassination of Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King. It didn't go away with Brother Malcolm X. It didn't go away with Tavon Martin. It hasn't gone away with George Floyd. But I have to keep the faith, y'all. It's the only thing that keeps me going. I was very, very, very young. Very young. When Rodney King got beat in 1991, I believe the year was. 1991. 30 years later, we stand in the same position. Now, I want to say this also. All police are not bad. But for those that are bad, the ones that are literally caught on camera killing my people, killing our people. And when I say our people, I don't just mean black people. I mean our people as in humans. I'm a proud black man, but I'm also a man. A human being. And I saw a man get killed in broad daylight. This has to stop. It has to stop. There needs to be some resolution. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Once again, all cops are not bad. But for those of you police officers who are good, who do want to protect and serve, who do want to do the right thing, I implore you to do your own checks and balances for those colleagues of yours who you know are doing the wrong thing. Don't just sit or stand and watch. Take a stand. 
against police brutality. Take a stand against racial profiling. To all the good police out there, that is my challenge for you on this day. I want to give a big shout out to um, some guys who I would call colleagues in this professional wrestling family, but now they become my brothers in this wrestling community family. I want to give a big shout out to a really good friend of mine, Conrad Cushman, Malik, appreciate you, my brother, Kyron, appreciate you, man. Mark Rambo, shout out to you. Shout out to uh, Ed the Mountie. We had a very detailed conversation. And I want you all to make sure that you check out Malik Kelly's podcast on YouTube. As we got a little bit into... uh, the Black Lives Matter movement at the tail end of a really entertaining uh, WCW wrestling draft. So make sure you check that out. Um, Ed the Mountie, a white man from Canada, says Black Lives Matter. I salute the courage that you showed on this day, my brother. You're a prime example of what I'm talking about when I say that there is not all bad in all races. You definitely proved that you have courage, and I salute you for that. My condolences to Mark Rambo, who recently had a loss. I'm not going to go into great detail out of respect for his privacy, but... We must continue to pray and believe that God will work this thing out. But it doesn't look good. I'm not going to lie, but I'm still keeping the faith. I am someone who believes in the power of prayer, so... My prayer is that God will protect all of us and that those who are racist, those who have this disease of racial profiling, this disease of racism that in my mind is even worse than the coronavirus. Uh, Racism is a disease. That's what I believe. It's a disease. And more importantly than that, it's a disease that you chose. For those who are racist, it's a disease that you chose. So I ask that you just try and make changes in your lives to realize that we are all flesh and blood. We are all human beings who deserve a chance to make a living for our families and live comfortably in our own skin.
no matter what color that skin may be. That is my challenge and my prayer on this day. I want to thank you for listening. I'm coming up on about the 27 minute mark. This show was not about wrestling, y'all. But I've been blessed with a platform to express my opinions. I want to be clear once again. I am a very proud black man who loves my people. But I love all people. I just want to be able to be black and be comfortable and not black and afraid for my life, for our children's lives. I don't want to have to be that way anymore. I want to be able to be comfortable. And yes, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I have a lot of Martin Luther King in me, the peace and, 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 and tranquil side. And I also have a lot of Malcolm X in me, you know, by any means necessary. But I don't want it to be that way. I want it to be where we can pray and be on one accord with each other. It's time for a change, America. It's been time for a change for a long time. But I'm praying, I'm praying that unlike, unlike Rodney King, unlike Trayvon Martin, unlike the countless other examples of black people being mistreated in this country, I'm praying that this George Floyd situation will turn the tide. It didn't turn the tide with Trayvon. It didn't turn the tide with Rodney King. It didn't turn the tide when Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were assassinated. It didn't turn the tide with slavery. So I don't know. Maybe I'm fooling myself to think that this George Floyd situation, by the way, rest in peace, my brother, is going to change this uh, a narrative, but I hope it does. I pray it does. That's the only thing I can have and hold on to is prayer and hope. So won't you pray with me and won't you hope with me on this day, June 2nd, 2020. Right here about 8.15 in the morning on a Tuesday. Pray and hope with me that things get better. Black lives matter, y'all. We're all human. And let's start treating each other that way. I, as a black man, do not hate, do not hate white people. And I just pray that the good white people, because like I said, there's good in every way, every race, do what I said that good police officers should do. And that's hold your counterparts responsible. Like I said, people like Ed the Mountie from Canada, my, my friend, somebody who's become my friend, a white dude who, who, who believes that black lives matter. And I also believe that he, I also believe that he tells his white compadres 
how he feels about black people. That helps. That mentality helps. So if you are a person that believes that black lives matter, even if you're not black, even if you're not a person of color, even if you're not Latino, even if you're not, uh, uh, you know, any race that has pigment in their skin. If you believe that black lives matter and you know that somebody in your race is acting like black lives don't matter, I ask you to talk to them today. I challenge you to talk to them. I challenge you to 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 reach out to them. I challenge you to to challenge their way of thinking and get them to see your side of it. Hey, you know, I'm 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 so and so and I'm Caucasian and I hate black people. I challenge you to say, why? Why do you hate black people? Why do you think black people are not as human as someone else? Not as worthy to have life and breath in their body like someone else. Challenge that so and so, that that that, that Joe Blow who, who doesn't like black people to tell you why. Why don't you like black people? Why don't you think black people should be here? Why don't you think black people deserve the same rights as everyone else? Challenge them. Because when you challenge them, that could be the difference between another person being on their stomach with a knee on their back, dying. That can change that narrative for the next person coming down the road. You can make that difference. You can make that difference. Whoever I'm talking to, whether you're black, white, Spanish, Asian, Indian, whatever race you may be, I challenge you to challenge someone else on their way of thinking. If you know somebody, if you have a friend, if you have a loved one who has a negative perspective on race I ask you on this day to have the courage to ask them why ask them why so ladies and gentlemen it is indeed time for a change it is time for what Martin Luther King, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, their vision to come to fruition of equality for all. I, as a proud yet humble black man, ask everyone within the sound of my voice to stand with us on the Black Lives Matter movement. It doesn't matter what color you are. Because there is good in every race. Unfortunately, there's also bad in every race. But I'm appealing to the good in you right now to stand with us in the Black Lives Matter movement. That does not mean that all lives don't matter. It does not mean that all lives don't matter because all lives do matter. But right now, it is about the Black Lives Matter movement. And I ask that you stand with us in the belief that the senseless Killing, beating, and disrespect of people of color in this country needs to stop, and it needs to stop now. Equality in this country should be the norm. Equality in this country should be the way it's always should have been. 
And I ask that you stand with me that moving forward, we can finally get to a place where truly we are all equal. This has been the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. I am Sean Hubbard. Peace. You have been listening to the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, which is an original production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is an independently owned company. The opinions and ideas of its host and studio guest are theirs and theirs alone, as Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is not associated with any professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, or boxing organization. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, the very best in professional wrestling and combat sports.